2014, this is the post-game Iowa versus Illinois show, obviously. Boom! In 2015, obviously, Iowa goes 12-0 in the regular season, finishing 12-2. and um, By the way, this is the time when you hit the subscribe button. You hit the subscribe button. Let me let me start sharing this out right now. Anyways, get get some people in here. Let's get some people in here. But is it possible that Iowa is the most frustrating good football program in the country? I was trying to think of funny bits to do regarding what Iowa football is like and the only thing I can think of is Iowa is like that annoying kid who wears you down and wears you down until you give up or you snap. Iowa football is like a bone constrictor slowly inching the life out of your lungs and your body as well. Your lungs, therefore, your body. Iowa is like... What is Iowa like? <laughs> Iowa is like, I'm trying to think of, of a really good one. Also sharing this out. Iowa is like that girlfriend you have that you can't seem to break up with for whatever reason. And day by day, she just continues to make you feel worse and worse about yourself until you go insane. Iowa is like that kid of yours that you like less than the others and it just is what it is slowly breaking your heart because you like the others better i like the girlfriend one i think that's pretty funny most guys will understand that one um but well and girls to be honest it's um it you know it really is iowa is absolutely they just they're nine and two and I don't want to sound spoiled um, because you know obviously they are a phenomenal football program uh, I am so happy to be an Iowa Hawkeye fan I, I really really am uh, ultimately but I, I can't help but just you know it's exhausting the game is closer than it should be for much of the game for, for long periods of time. Uh, and it's, it's pretty crazy, really. It's, it's pretty crazy. All right, let's go to the game uh, specifically. Alex Padilla was pretty mediocre today. Um, the passing game was pretty mediocre, and... I've been trying to say to you know to you Iowa fans that Alex Padilla is not the end all be all. Last week was honestly it was average. It was okay. He got the win. 
but there were several passes that could have and and maybe even should have been intercepted. Were there drop passes today? Of course. Of course there were drop passes today. There always are. Iowa uh Iowa players uh, excuse me, Iowa re- wide receivers never have phenomenal days with their hands, obviously. But Alex Pedia was mediocre today, and Iowa won in spite of that. And let me tell you something, guys. When I did the pregame show or the, the, the preview video for Iowa versus Illinois, the area that Iowa, that I said Iowa should attack based on the pro football focus grades, which I realize are not perfect. Okay. I realize that is Illinois, Illinois linebackers and DBs. They were very lowly graded, very low, low, low graded. Now, asking Iowa to do that is like asking somebody to put a square peg into a round hole. It's it's hard. It's hard. But um, very mediocre. And I think you guys would agree with me. I would probably give Alex Padilla a C minus grade today. It would be an F if he didn't win uh, and if he, if, if I wasn't aware of how the receivers didn't really help him out. Here we go. 33 to 23. Uh, It looks like Illinois got a late touchdown, which sucks. That's too bad. I also want to make another point. In no universe, okay, look at this, guys. Look at this. I got to show you this, okay? I got to show you this to just show you how bad Illinois and their offense is, okay? Their offense is abysmal. It's terrible. And Iowa's defense, which in my opinion has been kind of not as elite as we've seen uh, before, has been letting more and more things pass the goalpost. I'm trying to find the game preview that I had. They, but they, I'm pretty sure that they average like 18 points a game. Okay. And they passed their, they passed their scoring total today against Iowa, scoring 23 points. Not great. Not great. Okay. Not great. Uh, I wish I could find it. Let's see if I can find. Anyways, I'm not going to dig into it because I don't. I don't want to look here and there and and everywhere. Let's pull up Charlie Jones touchdown real quick. That was freaking amazing. That was absolutely incredible. But yes, I would probably give uh, Alex Padilla a C minus. Either way, Iowa improves to nine and two. And it is awesome. Let's watch this video.
Woo! Nothing better than watching that. It, there really isn't. Oh, sorry, guys. The sound wasn't on. Sound wasn't on. Let me get the sound on. One of the best returners in the Big Ten. The seniors got room over the left side across the 40. Jones might go. Charlie Jones from the goal line. 100 awesome. Charlie Jones, in my opinion, uh, has a significant shot to make the NFL in a very similar role to Amir Smith-Marset. Uh, just Charlie Jones is not as polished as wide receiver as Amir Smith-Marset was coming out of college. But do I think it's possible Charlie Jones could grow to the level Amir Smith-Marset has been at? Yeah, I do. I think Charlie Jones has a legitimate shot uh, to play in the NFL. The NFL can always, always use return guys like Charlie Jones. All right, here are the stats. Alex Padilla, six for 17, 83 yards, zero touchdowns, and one interception. Tyler Goodson, huge game today. The interior of the offensive line got massive push, massive push. Ultimately, it didn't result in a ton of uh, big plays offensively or quick scoring, but it was very good to see that. And what do you know? Gavin Williams had 10 carries. That makes me happy. That is what I wanted to see. I wanted to see, okay, Gavin Williams, a bigger bruising back to take some of the contact that Tyler Goodson gets when he is the sole ball carrier so that Tyler Goodson can have some more wiggle room. Tyler Goodson still might have a thousand yards rushing this season. And if you really think about it, okay. And I, I know I said, I'm not as big on Tyler Goodson as I was before the season, but if you really think about it with how poorly the offensive line has played before today and some of the other issues surrounding this offense, the fact that Tyler Goodson still has a really good chance to get to a thousand yards is pretty dang good. Pretty good. That, that is a positive. Um, Arlan Bruce had five carries for 19 yards and one tub. Alex Padilla had six carries for two yards. He did have that one escape from the pocket. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Here are the receiving numbers. Arlen Bruce had 45 yards receiving on two catches. If I'm being honest, guys, I think I always say that I'm always honest. Okay. But <laughs> somebody commented that, you know, if I'm being honest, it, it is funny. I do say that a lot. Arlan Bruce, in my opinion, has looked at times compared to the amount of snaps that he's gotten, which is considerably less, well, not considerably, but less than Keegan Johnson, has looked better than Keegan Johnson, in my eyes, at certain points in the season. Now, I'm not going to go overboard just because he had a 45-yard receiving day. I'm not going to do that, but I'm very positive about the future of the wide receiver room. The only thing Iowa is missing is a big-bodied 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", wide receiver, which I thought 
might have been Desmond Hudson, but he's gone. He's entered the transfer portal. But the good news is in the 2022 recruiting class, Iowa has a 6'3", high three-star wide receiver, as well as Brody Brecht in the previous, in the previous wide receiver group. Keegan Johnson, one reception for 12 yards. I'll get to the comments here in a second, guys. I'll read your comments here in a second. I promise. I promise. Charlie Jones had three returns for 144 yards. Unbelievable. Caleb Shudak was four of five. And Tory Taylor had a 46 and a half yard average. This is just classic Iowa. It really is. Iowa is really, like I said, Iowa football is like the girlfriend that you don't know why you continue to be with day after day after day. And she continues to just squeeze and squeeze the life out of you. You don't know why, but you're still in there. You're still dodging the punches like Floyd Mayweather. Ah, you know, whoo, whoo. And you're still doing it. It's like the boa constrictor who's squeezing the life out of you. It's like, you know, it's like the kid that you like, you know, you have like four kids and it's like the kid that you're like, is that even my kid? Is that actually my kid? You know, he's like throwing balls at people and stuff and, and like putting wax into people's ears. It's like the grandmother who always, you know, says to you while slowly draining your life, keeps talking to you about your cousin, Johnny, that you don't care about, but just wants to brag about your cousin, Johnny. The point is, Iowa is exhausting. That's the point. But they do the small things really, really well. They punt the ball. They kick the ball. They are very good on special teams. They have a guy who can score a touchdown on any punt return, on any kick return. And usually they can run the football. All right, let's get to the comments. Let's get to the comments real quick. Let's get to the comments. Andy, <laughs> Andy got chalk. <laughs> uh, mediocre is being nice. Yeah, it's probably true. It's probably true. But it again... It's hard for me to um, be too negative about the Iowa team when they're nine and two. I mean, look at this. I was pulling this up here. Iowa has won 12 games, 12 and two. Okay, 12 and two. 2016, they were eight and five. They probably should have done way better than they did that year. Um, eight and five. Nine and four. 10 wins, 10 and three in 2019, six and two. And this was last year with a top 15 finish. And this year they're nine and two. So it's hard for me to dive too hard into how frustrating it is to watch this Iowa team. It, you know, um, all the bits that I'm that I'm joking about, I, I do feel that way. It is very frustrating. It is. But, you know, I think part of that is just that this is college sports. We're watching college athletes, um, and it just is what it is. 
Shay Amos, do you think that Spencer would have done better? Good question, Shay. Man, I don't know. I think Iowa, I think Iowa has two average quarterbacks. I don't think either one is above average. I think they're both average, but I think Alex Padilla gives an element of being able to run the ball and help the offensive line if a guy, if a block is missed in in the middle, okay, which does help. It does. So at this point, to answer your question, I'd probably say no. But I do think Spencer would have had a decent day if Tyler Goodson ran for 132 yards on any of his seven starts this season. So at the end of the day, I think they have two average quarterbacks. Um, I don't, uh, Andy Gottschalk, I don't know if he would have done worse. Yeah, that's kind of my answer too. I'm not sure he would have either. Shea Amos, there is no way. By the way, I hope you guys remember me saying that there's going to come a point when uh, when there is enough film on Alex Padilla and all of his tendencies, the defense is totally aware of. And I think we saw that today a little bit. And he struggled. He struggled. Uh, Shea Amos, there is no way. Okay. Andy got shocked, but I will say Brian Ferentz can't call the same play over and over with the end around. It's just at the end, you know, at the end of the day, Iowa just doesn't have any other imagination besides that. That just is what it is. Uh, Michael Moran, why are so many fans saying we're going to lose to Nebraska? They have one win in the Big Ten. Don't care about close losses. I'm totally with you. I don't understand why all of these media members, I, I do understand the media members have a hard on for Nebraska because they think that this is still the nineties when it's not, this is not nineties football. Um, Tom Osborne is obviously a way better coach than Scott Frost will ever be. Okay. But looking back in the past is a thing that people do. And so they're still very high on Nebraska. Now, with that being said, Last I checked, the game is tied at 21, and we need Nebraska to win this game. If there's anything Nebraska could ever do for us, it is to win this game and put Iowa in sole place of the Big Ten. But am I worried about Nebraska next week? No, I'm not, because they struggle against teams like Iowa who basically are so fundamentally sound that they will not beat themselves. Um, Ari Gold, I said 3320. You did. I remember that. Good pick, Ari. I like that. So dang close. Go Hawks. Shay Amos. I would put most of the blame on the play calling and a lot of dropped balls. Yeah, that is one thing that Keegan Johnson early in his career definitely has a problem with is the drop balls. Um, Michael Moore and Padilla get, gets no credit, gets a no credit. Offense as a whole was not good. I would agree with that. It wasn't good. Shea Amos, is he going to do lay for the Patriots or play for the Patriots? Not sure. Michael Moore and Jones could make a return specialist like David Tyree or Devin Hester. Agree. Jones could definitely play at the next level as a return man. He's that athletic. He's that fast. And he's that explosive. It's, it's, it's that simple. Um, six and seven, Andy Gottschalk, six, 17, 83 yards. 
and one INT. Most quarterbacks get benched with those numbers. Jones and INTs are only reason we won. Uh, and Caleb Shudak. Shea Amos, will they? Well, they probably start Spencer Petrus this Friday, so we will lose. We will see how he does, so we will lose. Um, touchdown, Nebraska. Nebby. Jones is going to play for the Patriots. Make Linderbaum the new quarterback. Got to admit, you finding three different unique situations to describe torture was entertaining and also pretty much spot on with my relationship with Iowa football. I totally agree. I think Brian is a good recruiter, so I don't fully agree with the fire Brian Ferentz crowd, uh, but he needs to be stripped of his play calling duties. I absolutely uh, agree, Mike. Brian, the top two recruiters, the top three recruiters on Iowa's team or in coaches are George Barnett, the offensive line coach, Brian Ferentz, and Kelton Coblin, with a close fourth being uh, Bell, the defensive lineman. Brian is also a damn good offensive line and tight ends coach. So I agree. I would never want that to change. You know, in a perfect world, he would just be demoted to being a tight ends coach and that's it or going somewhere else. But I totally agree. He is a good positions coach. And as far as that goes, I have no problem with him being uh, a coach on this Iowa Hawkeye team. All right, guys, the other scores, Penn State beat Rutgers. Uh, Michigan is on top of Maryland, 31-3. to Minnesota on top of Indiana, 28-7. Uh, Nebraska and uh, Wisconsin are tied at 21. Uh, Purdue is on top, beat Northwestern. And Michigan State got shellacked by Ohio State. All right, guys, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Iowa improves to 9-0, which is pretty dang amazing. Things are for the most part, copacetic. I always say, I hope the offense is going to improve, but I really don't think it will. I think the offense is the offense is the offense and it is what it is, but it would be a huge deal if Iowa can end this regular season with 10 wins, which would be two 10 win seasons in the past three seasons. All right, guys, thank you guys so much for watching. And remember, DBAP, don't be a pussy willow. In fact, your feelings, your feelings don't matter. Love y'all. Talk to you guys next time. Bye.